businessman who was just eating up with anxiety and he tried all sorts of things to cope with this worry and to stop fretting but he just could not figure out how to do it so he ended up placing an advertisement offering a handsome salary to someone whose job it would be to worry for him so he interviewed a number of candidates and he finally settled on the person he thought was the man to do his worrying for him. And so they shook hands to confirm the position. And the new employee said, I have but just one question for you. And so he asked his new boss, the businessman, this question, how on earth are you going to afford my salary? And the businessman simply replied, that's your concern now, not mine. (laughs) Are you worried about anything today? Are you anxious about anything? Are you fretful? Do you have any concerns today? I think about these first responders that are here today. And you know what? They and their families, they have a whole host of issues they could worry about. I mean, in all honesty, when you think about their position, think about their job, they have a lot to worry about. Their jobs are dangerous. They're stressful. They're unpredictable. They never know exactly what they're going to face day by day or even hour by hour. There's a lot to worry about in this world, and that's true for all of us. But most of us can't afford to hire somebody to worry for us. And even if we could and we hired somebody, we probably would not let them do their job. So what do we do? What do we do with all these anxious cares and worries and the fretfulness that we have? Well, I'm glad that you asked. We've been involved in a study for some time now in the New Testament book of 1 Peter. And this morning, we actually find ourselves in the fifth chapter. And as I thought about today, I thought, well, maybe I'm going to have to go to a different passage of Scripture. But no, I came to 1 Peter chapter 5, and I began looking at it and reading it, and it was exactly what we needed for this hour, for this special day. And so if you have a copy of the Word of God, you can grab one out of the pew rack, or you can just look at the screen. We'll have it on the screen as well. But we're in 1 Peter chapter 5. We're going to look at one verse together today. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Let me give it to you in a different translation. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Now, don't let the shortness of that verse fool you, beloved. It's only 11 words in the New King James but it's loaded with wonderful truth. You know, dynamite comes in small packages. You remember that, right? So I want to spend some time exploring this verse. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. 
And I want to learn some lessons together today. They're applicable to our first responders. They're applicable to all of us because all of us came in today. We've got a lot we could be worried about, a lot we could be anxious about. But let's talk about what to do with those cares. Well, this first reminds us, first of all, that we have cares. All of us have worries. All of us have cares. Now, why is that? Well, it's because we live in a broken world. The reason that we need men and women like these first responders, these local heroes, fire and police and rescue and 911 operators and emergency room personnel and the like is because we live in a broken world. Now, it was not that way originally. In fact, God created a perfect world, a perfect environment, and He put perfect people in that place. But sad to say, they were not satisfied what God had given to them. And so they rebelled against God. They disobeyed God. They sinned against God. And they plunged themselves and us into all of this mess we find ourselves in today. Now imagine, it's hard for us to even get our arms wrapped around a perfect world. No accidents, no tragedies, no hospitals, no funeral homes, none of that. That's where they were, but they disobeyed God. They sinned and they plunged all of us into this heartache and this pain, uh, this pain that we deal with. In fact, not only do we live in a broken world, our world is filled with broken people. Broken people. The Bible says that all of us have sinned, we've disobeyed God, and fallen short of the glory of God. And the Bible teaches that we cannot remedy this ourselves. There's no pill, there's no treatment, there's nothing we can do within ourselves to remedy this situation, to take care of our sin problem, but God loves us so much. He says, you know what, I'm not going to leave them in that state. In fact, I love them so much, I'm going to send my son, the Lord Jesus, to be born as a baby to the Virgin Mary, to grow up and live a sinless, perfect life, and then voluntarily give his life on a cross and shed his precious blood. And take their sin upon Himself. And the Bible says He was buried, but He rose again on the third day. And the Bible says if we'll turn from our sin and place our faith in Jesus Christ, He'll forgive us our sin and give us a home in heaven. And that's available for anyone listening to me right now, dear friend. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray this will be the moment, this will be the hour where you turn from your sin and trust Christ alone. Now listen. All of us have cares and worries. In fact, these local heroes among us today, you see that every day. You see it when you look at the fear upon the face of the people that you're dealing with and those that are with them. We all have cares, and the truth of the matter is, we have to do something with those cares. We must do something with those cares. We can't just ignore them. We're going to do something with those anxieties and that fretfulness and that stress that's in our lives. And people do all sorts of things to take care or try to take care of their worries and their cares and their pain. Some people, they turn to drugs and alcohol and they try to fill their life with that. Others turn to sex and pornography. Still others try to take a higher road and they give themselves to busyness or to work or even something noble and something good, some noble cause or good cause. But all of them are trying to find some way to cope, to deal with the cares of life, the pain of life, the emptiness of life. They're trying to figure out, what do I do with this? Because I'm broken, and I live in a broken world filled with broken people, and I don't know what to do. And so they try anything. Because they can't just ignore it. 
We have to do something with it. And it reminds us here that there is a solution. There is a solution. We must do something with these cares. And beloved, we have the option to give our cares to God. We have the option to give our cares to God. Now look at that verse again. It says, casting all of your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Now don't miss what that verse is saying. That first word, casting, has the idea in the original language, the New Testament is written in Greek, it has the idea to throw something. It's the same word that's used when you have Palm Sunday, when the Lord Jesus comes riding in on the donkey, and it says that they threw their clothes on the back of that donkey, Luke 19.35, and they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own clothes on the colt and they sat Jesus on him. That's the same word. They threw their clothes up on that donkey and then put Jesus. He says, here, listen, I want you to throw your cares upon me. Just like he did with that, the clothes in that donkey. Throw it up full abandon. Not just, well, here's a little bit or I'm going to put just, no, just throw it off. There's actually a prayer that's used by the hill people of Haiti that conveys the same idea. Here's a prayer they have. It's a great prayer. Lord, don't let us put our load of trouble in a basket on our head. Help us to put them on Jesus' head. Then we won't have headaches. Amen. That's a good prayer, isn't it? That's a good prayer. Amen to that. Cast your care. How much of your care? It says casting all of your care. Upon the Lord. Now, when Peter wrote this, he was probably thinking about Psalm 55 22. Psalm 55 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Now, I have to remind you uh, that this is for those who belong to him, those who know him as Lord and Savior. It says, Cast your burden on the Lord, he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And if you don't know Him today, can I just be honest, you ought to be worried. And you ought to be filled with anxiety. You ought to be fretful. Because the Bible says that you're living under condemnation and you're headed to a horrible place called hell. But you don't have to. Because He sent the Lord Jesus to die in your place and to take your sin upon Himself if you'll just turn for your sin and place your faith in Christ. And I encourage you to do that today. But look at the verse again. Cast our care, all of our care, where? Where? Upon Him. Like they threw those clothes on the back of that colt, we're to take our cares and throw them upon Jesus. This is the place we're to take our, carries, our, our worries and our cares and our anxieties because we cannot handle these things on our own. Because the truth of the matter is, even after you come to Jesus and you have Him as your Lord and Savior, there are still lots of worries and cares and anxiety that can come in life because all of us deal with it. As a minister of the Gospel, I see it as well. As I go to hospitals and nursing homes and deal with people in times of tragedy, we all have the cares, we all have the worries, we all have issues, we all have things in our life we have to deal with. And the Lord says, listen, I want to take those things. I want to bear them for you. Bring them to me. Cast them upon Throw them upon me and I'll sustain you. I'll help you. One writer said this, worry is futile. It hasn't solved a problem yet. You ever notice that? Think about the things you've worried about in life. How much is worried really, worrying about it really help? It doesn't solve the problem. In fact, it said worry is sin. 
A preacher once said, worry is sin. You know why? Because first of all, it denies the wisdom of God. It says that God does not know what He's doing. We worry and say, well, God, you're not all wise. You don't know what's going on. So it denies the wisdom of God. Likewise, it denies the love of God. It says that God does not care. And it denies the power of God. It says that He isn't able to deliver us and help us in the midst of our worry. Why should we cast our worries and cares upon the Lord? Well, because He is all wise. He knows everything. He's all powerful. He's all loving. And I want you to notice the next part of the verse. It says there in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Now I want you to process that last phrase for a moment. He cares for you. In fact, if you wanted to, you like to write your you can even write your name right above where it says you. He cares for Rodney. He cares your name. He cares for you. He's concerned about you. He thinks about you. Just ponder that for a moment. The God of glory, the creator of the universe. I saw on social media recently a little saying that said something along these lines. Just think about it. That when God created everything there is in the world, He thought that there needed to be you as well. The world needed one of you. And He thinks about you. He cares about you. He's concerned about you. God cares. God is there. Did you notice when you look at that verse that the word care is used twice? But it's used in a different sense. There's old J. Sidlow Baxter who said, there's anxious care. That's in the first part of the verse. Casting all your care upon Him. And then there's affectionate care. That's the latter part of the verse where it says He cares for you. In other words, over against all of our anxious care is our Savior's never failing affectionate care. In other words, we can bring our anxiousness to the Lord and find affection. We can bring all of our cares and our fretfulness and find that He cares. We can bring our stress and find His peace. It's in the same verse. Same word. In regards to us, this care is overwhelming. But in regards to Him, He is welcoming. And He's saying, listen, bring that care to Me because I love you. See, beloved, this is a short verse. But it's a verse that's worth hanging on to. It's a verse that's worth posting, writing on a little card and putting in your, in your dashboard. Or putting on your phone screen where you can see it. Or memorizing it and hiding it in your mind. Or putting it somewhere where you look often. To remind you that there is a God who is hanging on to you. He cares and He's there and He loves you. And He wants to bear your burdens and help you with your anxiousness. But the truth of the matter is, the choice is ours. Notice we're told to cast our care upon the Lord and He will care for us. Uh, Psalm 55, 22, cast your Lord, He'll sustain you. But we have to do the casting. Did you notice that? We have to throw it up on Him. We can choose not to. 
We can deal with these cares and these anxieties and this stress the best way we know how. Or we can bring them and lay them on Jesus. And you men and women who are first responders, you understand this. You understand this idea. There are people, are there not, who will fight you while you're trying to help them. They'll resist you. They'll push back against you. Now, ultimately, what you're trying to do is to help them, but in the midst of it, there are those who would not only try to resist you, but perhaps even insult you or harm you. There are some people who would do everything they can to fight you and resist you, and all you're really trying to do is help them. We look at that and we shake our heads and say, my goodness, how foolish. The truth of the matter is we do the same thing with the Lord at times. We do the same thing with the Lord. We uh, have the Word here and it says, listen, cast all your cares upon me, child, because I, I care for you, I love you, I'll sustain you. And we say, no, Lord, I've got it. I've got it. I, I've got it figured out. I, I've got a plan in place. He says, well, let, let me forgive you of your sin and give you hope and joy and peace. And some say, no, I've got it all figured out. God, it, it's... I'll make it on my own. And we hear that and we think, how foolish. But in, but in reality, I would say the majority of us do that in our own lives. We try to take care of the cares of life on our own. And we cannot do it. We cannot do it. So I want to say to you on this Sunday, this beautiful Lord's Day, if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the starting point. You can call upon Him today and He will forgive you and He will cleanse you and He will save you. And I encourage you to do that. Give your life to Jesus Christ. But if you're here today and you say, listen, preacher, I've already done that. I already know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, can I just ask you, would you be real honest? Don't, don't answer out loud, but in your own heart. Would you be real honest today? Have you given Him all of your care and all of your worry and all of your anxiety and all of the cares of life? Because sometimes they say, well, I've given, I've given that and that and that. But they might have this one that we hold on to. Why? I don't know. But I'm trying to figure that out. And he says to me, listen, I want that one too. Because I care about you. And I love you. And I want you to just give it to me. And a lot of us, you know what we do? We do this. We hear a message like this or we read a verse like this. And we go down and maybe we pray and say, Lord, I give you this and I give you that. And we lay all those burdens like they laid the clothes. They threw the clothes at the back of that donkey. And they get up and you say amen. And you grab all that stuff back. Say, okay, thank you, Lord. Instead of leaving them there. What a great message in verse here, form here. Casting all your care upon Him. For he cares for you. Now here's the question. Will you do it? Will you do it? What care, what worry, what anxiety, 
do you have today where you give it to the Lord? And by the way, you all know this is not a, a once and done thing, right? Because we have cares today. <laughs> but guess what's going to happen tomorrow? There'll be some other cares come. What's going to happen on Wednesday? Some more cares. And you have to constantly say, Lord, here it is. Lord, here it is. Lord, here it is. See, this verse doesn't have an expiration date. Aren't you glad about that? It's good every day, every week, every month, every year for all of life. Would you do it today? Would you give your cares to the Lord? Would you bow with me in prayer? Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's stirring around. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior? Has there been a time in your life where you've turned from your sin and placed your faith in Christ alone? If not, perhaps God is speaking to your heart today. And friend, you can come to Christ right where you are in that pew. You recognize that you've done wrong. You believe that Jesus is God and died for your sin and rose again. You can pray a simple prayer today right where you're seated Something along the lines of this, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, took my sin upon Himself. He was buried and rose again. And God, the best way I know how today, I'm turning from my sin as You help me. And I'm trusting Jesus Christ alone to be my Lord and my Savior. Now, I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm not here to call anybody out. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to harass you. But I'd love to rejoice with you if maybe today you prayed that prayer and you meant it. And by the way, after the service, I'd love to connect with you and help you to understand the next steps of growing in Christ. But I just wonder why nobody's looking around. Would anybody would slip up a hand and say, Preacher, I prayed that prayer today and I asked Jesus Christ into my heart. Just rejoice with me. Would you slip your hand up and say, Yeah, that was me. I prayed that prayer. They're not going to come to you. I'm not going to point you out. Do nothing today. We rejoice with you. Anybody here pray that prayer with me? All right, Christian, Listen. How long are you going to carry that care, that anxiety, that stress? Why don't you right now give it to Him? We're going to sing in a moment. You can come to the altar if you'd like. If you want prayer, we'd love to help you with that. But you know what's on your heart today. You know what you're bearing. Will you be obedient today? The Lord said, cast it all on me. Would you do that? And maybe you'd say, well, preacher, would you remember me? I'm not going to call you by name, but I'll just remember you as I close out this part and we sing. You want to slip your hand up and say, preacher, just remember me because the Lord's spoken to my heart today. I know Jesus is my Savior, but there's some cares. And Would you just remember me as you pray today? All right, I see your hand. Anybody else? All right, I see those. That one. Yes, that one. That one. Yes, I see that one. Anybody else? All right, behind me. All right. 
Father, I saw hands. You see hearts as well. These brothers and sisters, they've got some care upon their heart. And they want to give it to you today. And I pray that you would help them to do that. To lay it at your feet and leave it there under your care. Father, I didn't see anyone who responded concerning salvation, but I pray that if there is anyone here who does not know Christ, maybe they'd come during the invitation song, maybe they'd catch me after the service today, and we could talk more about their need of Christ. Lord, thank You for this wonderful, glorious verse of Scripture. May we have it in our hearts. May we use it on a daily basis, casting all of our care upon You, for You care for us. So Lord, I pray that You'll bless now. Get glory to Yourself. Bless this closing song and time of invitation. And Lord, have Your will and Your way accomplished in this place. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is an invitation hymn, 230, The Old Rugged Cross. The altar is open today if you want to come and pray. I'll be down front if you want me to pray with you or you need help with something. We'd be glad to, or you can just go right on by and just kneel and pray. If you haven't yet given that care, I'd invite you to come and do that today. A lot of hands went up, so take that to the Lord. 2.30, we'll stand and sing. The altar is open. You come as God leads you. 2.30, the old rugged cross. Thank you.